0: Could the Dallas Cowboys be bringing back a former star to help their playoff run, all that and more? In this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast, you are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast, part of the Locked
1: On Podcast locked Network. Your on. team every locked day. On. Locked, locked, locked on. on. Locked on. Locked on. Cowboys. Locked on. Cowboys.
0: Welcome back to the Lot Cowboys podcast, part of the Lot Don Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet that is $150. Bucks. If your team wins, visit fanDuel.com slash Lot Don to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. On today's show, we're going to talk about some of our all 22 notes from the Cowboys' win over the Lions. But Landon, it's been a couple days since you and I talked. We recorded on Sunday afternoon during the 1 o'clock games. Some stuff has happened (laughs) since then. Uh, Let's start with... The Eagles, because we have to, right? Let's
1: do start with the Eagles, just to kind of
0: make this day so nice. Just to pull back the curtains a little bit. So, Lane and I were recording around halftime of the Eagles-Cardinals game when we did our post-game show of the Cowboys. And I told Lane, I said, hey, the Cardinals are hanging around a little bit in this game. And you were shocked. Not I, I was you... shocked because
1: I had walked away from the game yes. at that point. Because I was just like, ah, this, this doesn't look like this is happening.
0: Not only did the, the Cardinals hang around, but they upset the Eagles in Philadelphia, which means the Cowboys. All they have to do now is win against the Commanders in Week 18 and the NFC East and... The number
1: two seed is theirs. What, what are your thoughts on that whole situation? I mean, <laughs> we, we can do a whole podcast on this. First of all, if you haven't seen it, please go onto YouTube and check out my locked on now. At the moment, I realized this was happening. I was live from inside my daughter's tent, uh, as we were having a tea party, so uh, I definitely uh, made sure that she got a cameo in there. So definitely go in there and say hi. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think the first thing I thought was. Man, think about all the hand wringing that was done over the losses over the Bills and Dolphins games that when it, they ended up literally meaning nothing, especially you know, game, especially, yeah, now. especially the Dolphins game. So, um, yeah, I, I think you know, for us, it's like you, you, you finally got the ball to bounce the right way, now you got to take advantage of it. The for the Eagles. I mean, they're just a team in complete free fall right now. I mean, to lose to Arizona on the road the way they did after being up by more than two touchdowns at one point, uh, it's 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 disaster. You know, there's been talk from Josina Anderson, whispers on on Twitter about some big movements happening, surprising big movements happening in uh, uh, in the NFC East. Obviously, Washington wouldn't be a surprise firing maybe it's new york but I, there's there's been a lot of thoughts that it's it's something involved in philadelphia and and you have to think man that seems outrageous they were in the super bowl last year but the truth of the matter is is that they and i i still can't get over it every single time i've repeated it to people they are one in four in december they have lost 4 of their last 5 games Uh, that's historically a a bad collapse. If the only game
0: they won was against the Giants in a game they very
1: well could have lost at home. That's right. And it's like, you know, I think a lot of, again, I would love for all the Cowboys fans, all the everydayers especially, right? I want you to preserve in Amber how you feel about this right now and how completely unlikely any of this was when the month of December started, yeah. this was a, a an unrealistic scenario. I think the percentages were down to like something like uh, they were like five or 10%. I think like it was, it was way down to the chances that the Cowboys would win the NSC East. And guess what? It did happen. So this, I think if anything is, is the, the ultimate case that, you know, the NFL is completely unpredictable. Well, and that's why you have to continue to stack wins because you just never know what's going to happen. I,
0: I know from our friends at FanDuel, like three weeks ago, it might have been, I think it was two weeks ago. The Cowboys were plus 875 to win the NFC East. And the last time I checked, which was yesterday, the Cowboys are minus 1500 to win the NFC East. Now going into week 18 for a couple of reasons. Number one, the Cowboys are huge favorites over the Commanders. We'll talk about that later in the week. Yep. Yep. But also, <laughs> the, the Eagles have to go play in New York. And Nick Sirianni just said a couple of days ago, like, hey, we haven't decided whether we're going to play starters or not. Like, there's not a lot for us to do here. Like, I mean,
1: even if they do, like, you know, they almost exactly. lost to the Giants in Philly. They did lose to the Cardinals. I mean, and the, and the Giants played a really tough game against a Rams team that has been playing well lately. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what I would do if I was Nick Sirianni, nah. honestly. I, I mean, I, I, I it's, it's easy for us to come in here and, like, make fun of him for, like, you know, sitting the starters when it's not all said and done. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. You gotta do something. You gotta well, do something. I, I think the fear is that
0: the fear is that you're probably gonna have to play on the road next week, anyways. Do you really want some of your older players like Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson and Fletcher Cox and Braden Graham to have even more snaps on their body in a game that might end up being being meaningless for them, anyways? That's for them to figure out, not for us. We've got yeah, some other news problem. uh Landon to talk about. Yeah. Uh one of the most shocking things I've seen for the Cowboys in a while, Lyle Collins. And Damian Wilson are in Dallas today working out for the Cowboys. I mean,
1: I'm shocked. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, let's, I mean, honestly, it's easy for us to lump these two together because it, it's it's similar sort of situations. But I would same argue draft, that. Right? Well, yeah, same draft. Yeah, I would argue that Lael Collins' situation is Eat way more surprising than da- no, uh, than Damian Wilson, this is going to be a problem we're going to have in this <laughs> in this podcast. I'm already telling you right now, Marcus. Damian Wilson coming back. You know, look, he went off to Kansas City, won a Super Bowl with them. Congratulations. Played pretty well. Uh, was a starter next to another Cowboys legend, Anthony Hitchens over there. Um, He's not and, working out for the team, by the way. No, he, I, as far as we know so far. Uh, who knows? He may have just come, tagged along in Damian's car on uh, the way to the Frisco. So. Uh, yeah. I I think that's surprising. I mean, I don't know how much football he has left in him. The, the, the Lail Collins one is like, I mean, it just feels like that, that bridges had been burnt, you know, and that like, and, and that there had been hurt feelings and, and, and things that, you know, kind of weren't going to be able to kind of easily be revived. It, and I have to imagine that a huge component of this is twofold is a, Leo lives in dallas and so yeah. that's it's easy to kind of get him in and and see where he's at and be his best one of his best friends is the quarterback of the team so you know dak needs a fishing partner and so uh you know i, I think i think that's that's something to, i mean not, i don't mean that literally but i mean i think the fact is that, that that since dak is is friendly with him put in probably a good word this coaching staff doesn't really have very much experience with him you know, if you think about it you know certainly not positive experience uh so I think it, you know it's 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 an interesting thought process. I I have to believe that it has everything to do with with what's going on with Tyler Smith and the hope that you could get a little, some snaps at left guard and potentially tackle yep, uh, from Lyle Collins. Uh, but it, it's it certainly was surprising news. And 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 when when they announced it and, and that he was getting a workout, I, I kind of read through it quickly and I was like, oh okay, cool, he's getting a workout. And I didn't see it, it was for the Cowboys. And then it just kind of kept on popping up in the timeline. I was like. Oh wait, he's he's working out for the Cowboys. It was, it really was very surprising to be honest.
0: A couple things really quickly on Lyle before we move on. You mentioned the position flexibility. I think that's really intriguing for the Cowboys. If you if you want to have somebody that can play potentially give you play left guard and give you some size, I think Collins helps there. It's also important to remember that he tore his ACL. I believe it was at the end of the twenty twenty two season. So maybe now that we're full you know, 12 months removes, maybe he is just healthier, and that's why he didn't yeah. get any uh, offers and any of that kind of stuff. So another thing to keep in mind, there's also the, – if you read the Tom Palacero report, it's that <laughs> the Cowboys are looking at bringing him in as a practice squad guy, which means they could sign him to the practice squad. Obviously, he wouldn't play this week but they would have the three elevations in the playoffs if you would need it. So that way you wouldn't have to cut somebody like TJ Bass who you like long term, but you might not like in a playoff game against the 49ers or the Lions or who whatever. I don't know if I would like Lyle Collins in those games either, Uh, but at least it's somebody who is a veteran, who's been in playoff games, who has a lot of size and strength. It's really a no risk option here
1: yeah and it gives you options i think that's the key thing right is that you're not relying on only lael collins to come in and play left guard you've you've already got tj bass and that's if tyler smith can't play right so uh yeah i think this is more about just providing depth for a situation that's become a little bit less stable since since, uh tyler's situation um you know because even even if tyler does play let's say he gets into the game and he just can't do it right like you need tj bass and then and then at that point you need somebody to be his backup in case something happens to tj bass so uh, it makes some sense. It's just the name is very surprising and shocking. I think more than anything, I, I, and, and I I wouldn't point honest, out the point. Yeah, go ahead.
0: If they, if they if the report was that the Cowboys were bringing in Rolanda McLean like for a workout, well, that would have been less
1: surprising to me than Lyle Collins. It should be because Rolanda McLean is who they should be bringing in. I, I will. I'll, I'll, I digress on that, but I did think it was funny. I mean, you pointed it out that they mentioned uh, uh you know playing getting into playing shape. You know, that's yeah, horrible. that's an issue with Lyle Collins. So, uh yeah, I mean, whether or not he's in playing shape now or whether he needs to get into playing shape, uh, uh it, it may be a while before he's in, you know, ready to go shape.
0: There was a video that was released like two months ago. I'm not going to say who reported it or whatever, but there was like a workout video of Lyle Collins where there was a lot of just like sitting down wiping a towel across his face like that's I, I think, think
1: I, we're <laughs> seeing that. yeah yeah or,
0: like I think we, hype video it wouldn't be surprised if Lyle's gonna need a lot of time to get ready And maybe this is more of a future thing too where the Cowboys maybe. bring him in and let's see if he can get healthy and by 2024 maybe there's a situation that opens up but we've got a lot of other things to talk about especially yeah. from this wild Cowboy Lions game on Saturday night we will get to that next This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get 150 bonus dollars in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place a $5 bet, that is 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options available, including live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab, or you can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub and check out the most popular parlays on the site and so much more. You can still go bet on the futures market. You can bet on where everybody's going to line up in terms of the seating, how far everybody's going to get into the playoffs. It's absolutely incredible. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on to make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to the Lot Don Cowboys Podcast. We want to let you know that Lot Don has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lot Don, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lot Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, later, let's talk about some stars from the Cowboys win over the Lions. Uh, you and I both want to talk about Donovan Wilson, but what did you see on the tape?
1: I just, you know, he, he looks healthier, I, I think. You know, it just looks back to kind of what we're used to seeing. He was all over the place. I mean, he was in the box making plays, hard tackling. I, you know, I think the thing that, that really kind of showed me or that I felt like I hadn't seen from him in a while was kind of that those striking tackles in which he just flings guys to the ground once he, once he attaches to them. And then like, that's the kind of signature Donovan Wilson hit that like it felt like had been missing at certain points in this year. I mean, uh, just to remind everyone, he, he had had a calf injury that had kept him out of basically all of training camp. He came back, I think, you know, a couple weeks into the season mm-hmm. and it's just felt like it was a very slow start for him. He just didn't seem, the same kind of dynamic player that he was that wasn't the problem against Detroit you know he was all over the place as a run defender um, striking taking on line linemen and 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 discarding them and getting into the hole to make tackles he was uh, making plays as a pass defender in the back end I'm thinking specifically of that goal line play where he Mm -hmm. uh, had a pass defense and almost had an interception um You know, he just there were just and then you know obviously just a couple of different plays out in the flat and 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 in the back end of coverage. When he's right, when he's comfortable and and he's healthy, like having that level of kind of versatile playmaker, um, you know, it's it's like it's like having Hooker. Hooker is like this really steady presence who can do a little bit of everything. He's just solid, you know, all the time. Whereas as Wilson, when he's healthy. He isn't quite as solid as Hooker, but he is volatile in a positive and negative way. And, and I think what we saw was a lot of that positive volatility happening where he's, you know, mixing it up. He's being a physical presence. He's being uh, a useful uh, pass defender. Uh, and then on top of that, he's making plays. He's, he's, you know, he's driving the ball out of the hands. He's you know taking the uh, defender, taking ball carries down mm-hmm. with authority and, and setting the tone for the defense. We need more of this. We need more of this Donovan Wilson moving forward. Uh, I, I, and I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, as we you know, get further and further away from that calf injury, he starts feeling more and more comfortable. So
0: I, I've got this notebook of like things I just jot down uh, throughout the games. And I thought he played his best game of the season against Philadelphia like three weeks ago. Yeah. And yeah. then he played the two games against Buffalo and Miami on the road. And I, I, I'm, I'm trying not to be... Dramatic, but I thought he might've been their worst defender in those two games. Yeah. Did not play. Not, well. Yeah. They really struggled. And then in this game, he was their best secondary player. It, it's, I don't know if it's a home away split where he's just so much better at home was, than he is on the road. I running. looked at that
1: too, but he had a couple of good, really good away games earlier in the, he, in the middle of the season too. So he did it.
0: This is just a different Donovan Wilson. And you can feel it in the defense when he's healthy and playing well They just have a little bit different of an edge uh, when he's flying all over the field. The other guy that's kind of the same way is Jordan Lewis, who we we can talk about Jordan Lewis now Mm -hmm. easily. The best Jordan Lewis game that I've seen from him this season, I think you would agree. Um, It just felt like he had such a beat on what Detroit was trying to do. He was jumping screens. He was uh, making tackles. When Wilson and Lewis are playing this kind of football, their defense can be as good as any other team in the league.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, again, let's talk about who we were playing. This is one of the best offenses in all of football. Again, the best play designer maybe in all of football at this point, you know, or at least one of them outside of Kyle Shanahan. Right. And uh, this is an offense that I- I'm pretty sure was tied with San Francisco uh, with the most 20 yard plays uh, coming into this game. So this is, you know, this isn't a joke and this defense you know, limited them to 19 points and and i think you you mentioned it. It, it you don't do that just if your superstars are playing well you know just mm-hmm. if it's michael parsons or john uh, uh, or uh, d law we'll talk about d law in a bit for god's sakes Mike, yeah,
0: he has to have his own good, segment what
1: a good what a play what a game i mean uh but but J- jordan i you know i just felt like physical uh you know making tackles on the edge i also thought look deron bland didn't have a a, a, a a superb coverage game, but he was incredibly solid as a tackler, made several key tacklers. I, the tackling on the edge was very good in this game, but back to Jordan Lewis, I, I, I really loved the, on the interception, he saw it the whole way. Like you saw, oh, you yeah. saw the Wilson Williamson coming across the formation or Jameson Williams Jameson coming across Williams. the formation, uh, uh, you know, as a, as a motion guy, uh, Lewis recognizes immediately. And then when Williams turns back, backfield instead of upfield like you would normally like you're coming out in a route lewis immediately recognized what was happening and didn't hesitate a second pulled the trigger beat uh beat the ball to the spot and and then was able to get the interception you know when when, when he's able to kind of play free and 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 let his uh you know tape the study and his knowledge and his instincts kind of take hold. Jordan Lewis is a very, very good slot corner. And he is, is, is really good, especially at being physical, mixing it up on the edge, destroying screens. You know, those are all things that Jordan Lewis really, really, really thrives at.
0: And if you look forward to the playoffs, there's three teams that are the most likely the Cowboys are going to play in the playoffs. Number one is green Bay. Number two is the Rams, or the Rams, and number three is Tampa Bay, if the Cowboys would happen to lose. All three of those teams use three or more wide receivers, which means Jordan Lewis is going to be on the field a bunch. They're going to need this version of Jordan Lewis to get past those three teams. Uh, and then even looking forward, if the Cowboys were to happen to win the first run of the playoffs, you know whether you play Detroit in round two or the Rams in round two, like you're going to have to play some teams that have some really good slot receivers I don't know if Jordan Lewis can repeat this performance because (laughs) it's unbelievable, but to me, it's the tackling. Like he was such a good tackler in this game. And that's what the Cowboys need to be a better run defense team is to have your corners and your safeties. Just don't miss tackles when you, when you need to make them.
1: Yeah. And honestly, I think that's a big note to mention overall. It just feels like it it was a little bit better last week, but the Buffalo game was a low point for tackling on the defense. Uh, And it feels like this was a, a, a true return to form. You know, I think that, like I said, they were working back. They weren't bad last week. It was certainly better than it was the previous week in Buffalo. And this week, it was definitely more what we expect. When I talked about Bland. You mentioned Lewis. I mean, obviously Wilson had an, an incredible tackling game as well. So there were definitely still some missed tackles. I mean, it's going to happen with some of these great, these great players on that offense. Uh, but you know, I, I think for the most part, they got what they needed to do. They were able to stop teams short. Uh, it, you didn't see a bunch of situations where a six yard or four yard gain turned into a six yard gain or that sort of thing. So uh, they, they certainly seem to clean things up on the tackling side, especially uh, in the secondary. All
0: right. We need to have a conversation about DeMarcus Lawrence because yet again, he had another huge game. We will get to him next. This episode is brought to you by price picks. Price picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, all you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize picks is the most fun that I've had playing DFS because there's just so many different players and stat projections to choose from. Plus, PrizePix even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return for the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepix.com slash LockdownNFL and use promo code nfl for a first deposit match up to $100. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. Every day dayers on tomorrow's show. We're going to answer your Twitter questions, so make sure you send them into to us at Marcus underscore Mosier at McCool BCB. But let's take the next five minutes to talk about Demarcus Lawrence because yet again, whenever the Cowboys needed a big play, it was Demarcus
1: Lawrence. I, what a season Lawrence is having here.
0: Was this year nine, year 10?
1: Yep, year nine. Uh, I, I just, it's it seems like exaggeration now. We, we talk about it all the time, and he is just, he, he can't stop making these kind of key plays at, especially, it seems to be especially in these kind of short yardage. Oh, yeah. Right. It, it just seems like he really is, uh, uh, so well studied and well versed in what each team specifically is looking to do in short yardage situations. And so he has a good idea of how the offensive linemen linemen want to attack him. And, and, you know, here's the thing, Marcus, is that it's not even just like he's always on the edge. They move him around, they put him inside, you know, And, and no matter where it is, he, when the snap comes, he knows, exactly what he's doing he appears to know exactly what the offensive lineman across from him is doing uh and then the way the result of it is that he fires out of his snap does whatever you know move he's going to do to get your hands off of him and then by the time he's done he's in the backfield so quick that the ball carrier has probably just gotten the ball and sometimes it feels like he's going to get the ball before the ball carrier and so there's just the results are you've seen now like four or five different plays where, and, and, and honestly they're littered throughout the season where it's third and three or it's fourth and two or it's third and one. And it feels like they're going to oh, an inevitable conversion and suddenly Demarc or, you know, honestly, it happens even on second down, like a second and short, right. And, and it feels like they're going to convert suddenly DeMarcus Lawrence uh, hits hits the running back four yards behind the line of scrimmage, and now it's third and five, or it's it's a turnover because it's a fourth down, or it's it's a third and a long, and, and or now it's fourth and they got a punt. There's just so many different times that Demarcus Lawrence has made the play that has ended the drive, uh, and it's not maybe maybe it's not you know a turnover or maybe it's not uh, uh you know a, a specific splash play. Mm-hmm. But in the grand scheme of what we're talking about, it's an enormous play. It's an enormous play. And that's what it feels like DeMarcus Lawrence does better than anybody else. He uses his hand technique and his savvy to defeat blocks that he knows are coming at key moments in the game and then creates the big negative play that the defense needs to stiffen up and eliminate the drive. And it just feels like he does this over and over and over again. Cowboys fans should just be over the moon with this guy right now.
0: One of the stats that I saw this morning that I thought was shocking is so it's not shocking to learn that (laughs) Demarcus Lawrence leads the Cowboys in run stops. He has 29 of them, (laughs) not not surprising.
1: Yeah.
0: He's done it on 209 run snaps.
1: That's incredible.
0: I mean, incredible. I mean the, the rate at which he's getting a stop is absolutely unbelievable. He has less than 600 snaps on the season that he's played. There's been years before where we don't even get to Thanksgiving. He needs already yeah. over 600 snaps. That's right. The Cowboys have done a great job of managing his snaps, keeping him fresh. And then he just seems to rise up whenever the Cowboys need him. And he's got this really cool thing that he does in these short yarded situations where like right before the snap, like I'm talking like right before the snap, he's switching kind of where he's at. Like he's just he kind of shooting. Gaps. He yep. shifts gaps and he's able to cross the offensive lineman's face so quickly and get into the backfield. And then on top of that, he's giving you a lot as a pass rusher as well. It, it's unbelievable how many like game winning player, not game winning plays, but you know what I mean? Like game yeah. changing plays that he makes seemingly every week that kind of go unnoticed because it's, just Demarcus Lawrence,
1: yeah, and 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 it just you know, just a game changer, you know. And I think game winning is fair. I, I, I don't, you know, maybe not literally in the sense that this is a go ahead play, but in the sense that you know what it takes to win a game is plays like what Demarcus Lawrence provides, yeah. you know, throughout this provided throughout the season. So uh, I can't say enough of him, guys. If, I mean, if you need more convincing, again, go hit up John Owning, and he's been prophesizing this for you know for years look i think that lawrence has had a career that's been kind of wavering here and there because of contract stuff and and how people get stupid about how they feel about players when players sign big contracts but demarcus lawrence is the i, I don't know like he, he if he isn't the complete uh, mascot of this team like i mean oh, yeah. the the veteran guy that you love to love who is just gritty and and makes the plays and is selfless and i i I just don't understand how you love the cowboys and you don't love demarcus lawrence
0: it's why i want them to win the division so bad because guys like demarcus lawrence and those guys i mean and zach martin and tyron smith Smith
1: who've
0: all battled this year through injuries have been on this team for a while to to win 12 games win the division uh we'll see what happens in the playoffs, but that means something mike mccarthy always talks about how your first goal is get into the playoffs second goal win the division Uh, I I think it would be really cool if they could do it for players like Tank, for Zach Martin, for Tyron Smith. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making On Cowboys your first listen every single day. Again, on tomorrow's show, we're answering your Twitter questions. On Thursday, we've got our crossover show with On Commanders. Friday, we will get you ready for the final regular season game of the year. Make sure you guys are tuning in for that. Make sure you're following Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you right back here tomorrow.